The Greenhouse Effect is sponsored by Greenlight Photography. Check the show notes for details. Last week I took a picture of my cat. Her name is Puppy. It's a cute picture. But you should see my daddy's pictures. They're great! You should check them out. Go to Linktree slash Greenlight Photo and get your own copy. Okay, I gotta go play with Puppy. Bye! Hey everybody, it is 12 o'clock. It is Thursday, and that means one thing and one thing only. It is time for your friendly neighborhood, poly, polymath, Hayden Green, me, I'm your host. It is time for the Greenhouse Effect, and we are back and better than ever to quote Mike Greenberg. I hope I don't get sued for using his catchphrase. Uh, so... It's me. I'm your host uh, on The Greenhouse Effect. This is The Greenhouse Effect, where we look at the events of the last week and we break it down and um, and look at it from a multicultural point of view. And that multicultural point of view is mine. Um, and so today we are we literally just have two things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and 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 I hope you guys stay with me for the ride. Uh, well, maybe three, right? Uh, because I put up a post yesterday about my top five, and that got a lot of a lot of responses. And I think that my top five uh, this week is going to cause a lot of problems. Um, but I also wanted to draw attention to something that we talked about before, and we only talked about a little, like briefly. But I'm going to do a deep dive into it. So um, for those of you listening on uh, on audio. In, uh, at wherever you pick up your podcast, whether it's Apple or um, or, or Spotify or Stitcher, um, feel free to drop your comments in the questions that we have there. And we have a place for you to put your own top five. Uh, but those of you who are listening on Facebook Live, feel free to drop a note. Let me know you're here and say hello. Always good to hear from, from the folks and, and we get to see who's hanging with me today on a rainy Thursday in uh, in New York City. It is it is uh, it has not been a, a beautiful spring yet so it looks like the groundhog was actually correct that we're gonna get a longer winter than than um, than we anticipated so it's going long you know he saw his shadow punks Phil haunty Phil yeah that's right um, uh, and uh, Punxsutawney, Punxsutawney, Phil, and uh, he saw his shadow, so he said uh, that means six more weeks of winter or something along those lines. So it's like this is New York, right? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't consider it to be real summer until August hits. <laughs> I, I, w- I, I swear to you, I would not be surprised one year if we got uh, like snow in July, right? Because that's kind of like where we're going with climate change anyway. You know, the planet's getting hotter and yada, yada, yada. And then the polar ice caps and then weather weather change is happening all over the place. So anyway, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about that. I got plenty of stuff to talk about on my soapbox. All right. So today we are going to be talking about KBJ uh, really quickly because uh, there's not much more to talk about. She should be confirmed um, right after I finish talking, so, you know. Uh, then we will uh, talk about uh, Brittany Griner, and I'm going to break down the Brittany Griner situation and really try to deal with how she is being treated and and and, and talk a little bit about why she was in Russia. Um, I think a lot of people just assume that she was, you know, just going out there because she wanted to make some extra money, but it was um, it, it was. A lot, there's a lot more to, to talk about. So I'm going to break that down. And then we're going to spend a lot of time talking about music. I, I, I did not realize how um, passionate certain people are. But I also didn't realize how much, how much people, how wide people's uh, opinions about uh, what a no skip album is, right? So my top five is my top five no skip albums, and we'll def- we'll define what a no skip album is in a f- in a few. But um, I didn't realize that people were that 
um, that vehement about what a No Skip album is. And the, some of the albums that some people named, I'm like, that's not a No Skip album. I hate the fifth song on this album, or I, I, I can't get to the end of this album because it's too damn long. So we'll get into it. Uh, but in the meantime, and for those of you who have been worried about Puppy because I haven't talked about Puppy, Puppy is doing just fine. Uh, we went to San Diego, and uh, and Puppy was on her own um, with my mom. My mom would come by and change the litter and change the change the uh, the food and, and feed her and water and all the rest of that stuff. And Puppy was like, who are you and why are you in my house? <laughs> my mom said, it's like, she would come out, she would look at her, and like, why, why, who is this woman? In and, and Puppy is seeing my mother multiple times. But Puppy's a shady cat. And I think we've established that Puppy is a shady cat. But Puppy's a shady cat. So I was kind of nervous that my mother would never uh, never see her. Yes, Caitlin, she still does have all her teeth. I think we've made an executive decision that we're going to hold off on the... So for those of you... So first of all, for those of you uninitiated, Puppy is my cat. Uh, yes, my cat's name is Puppy. And um, we took her to the vet and, she, and the vet said that... Well, she's going to need to have all of her teeth pulled out. And I'm like, well, how does that allow for her to eat? And she assured me that because of the type of food that she eats, uh, puppy will not, you know, suffer too greatly from not having her teeth. I know that if somebody came in and took out all of my teeth, I would suffer greatly, right? Like, I, just the pain of having, like, I, I know they put, him a, put her under anesthesia and the whole nine yards, but I know just, the, like, the trauma of not having my teeth is something that you can't measure. And I'm just doing the one-to-one, right? Like, I can I gum food for the rest of my life? Absolutely. At a certain point in my life, I'm probably going to have to do that. But there's some sort of trauma that has to be associated with somebody yanking all the teeth in your mouth or more importantly going to sleep and waking up and realizing that you don't have any teeth left that you all that you all you have is stitches so we might get a second opinion um at the end of the day i i think we're going to rely on puppy's actions to tell us where to go with this um but i, I it, it might have been a dentist ploy to not a dentist, a, a veterinary employee to like try to squeeze money out of us. But I we're holding off on that for right now. Anyway, but puppy's fine. She's eating. She's biting. Um, and that's the other thing is like if her teeth were hurting, she wouldn't be biting stuff. Right. So um, she she, you know, chews stuff up like a normal cat. And so we're not too worried about her. Uh, so. That's uh that's the the puppy report. <laughs> uh, there, you know she is. Um, oh, by the way, my gram my grandmother, my mother was amazed to find out that my daughter speaks directly to the cat. Um, and what do I mean by that? I mean she talks to the cat. My daughter meows to puppy, and puppy meows back, and they have full out conversations. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what puppy is responding and I don't know that my daughter knows what she's saying to puppy, but they have a meow, 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 and go back and forth and have a conversation. Anybody else in the house meows at the cat? Cat looks in and goes like, what are you doing? But when Hayden meows at the cat, full out conversation. And that completely tripped my mother out. So... Uh, I'll, I'll update you if they actually come up with some sort of standardized language and uh, and, and I find out that my daughter can actually speak cat. Um, uh, Kamika says, I thought everyone meowed back to cats. Yes. So when a cat meows to you, so a lot of people meow back. What is happening with my daughter is that she will meow and the cat will, the cat will respond. Like, like if if Hayden walks into a room and puppy's there, she goes meow, and the cat responds, and then they go back and forth meow 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 meow. That I've never seen. Austin, I am not barking at my cat. 
Get off, get Austin off of here. I'm going to start playing Prince music just to get <laughs> to, to remove Austin from the conversation. We are not barking at the cat. You bark at your dog. There's actually um videos of of people barking at their dogs and and what the dogs do. Uh, I have a strange feeling your dog will bark really hard at you and stop and not stop barking for about a couple of weeks. Anyway, so that's the puppy report. Um feel, you know, Come summertime, y'all feel free to stop by and 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 wave a puppy in the window. All right. Um, so updates on the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court uh, uh, nominations. Uh, KBJ should be nominated today. I'm uh, not nominated. Confirmed today. Uh, they are meeting at 1:30, I believe, to 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 cast a vote. Uh, the uh, the judicial committee was deadlocked, and they had to enact that to enact special privileges and move it to the Senate floor in order to get the confirmation done. And I feel like this is going to be par for the course forever now. This is just the way that, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Supreme Court justices will be confirmed. It is It is not the greatest way to do it. It, it should not be. Uh, where people just voting on partisan lines especially when the people who are voting no are the very same people that voted for her to be a, a, a justice um, at the lower courts, in the appellate court. Uh, um, so it's, it's, it's really another facet of the partisan politics that happen in this country. Um, I saw something on, I think I, it was on one of the Jimmy's uh, website, and it was all of the... Uh, Republican senators on the committee saying she's an amazing woman. I think she has a great career. I vote no. And uh, I think that this, you know, her, she's, you know, she uh, is great uh, for her story is great. And she did everything. She's living the American dream. I vote no. Uh, And just like, Republican after Republican after Republican, just extolling how great this woman is, and then just turning around and going, "Yeah, I vote no." It it is surreal, 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 surreal. And there there are certain people who are you know still holding on to. Well, I don't believe in her political, um, not her political, the way that she adjudicates her you know certain cases. So they cherry pick like five cases and are using that to say that that's the ones, these are the ones that we should be worried about and these are the ones that are problematic. Really? They are completely in line with every other every other judge that ruled on a case that was similar to that. And it's all theater now. Um, and again, like I said, they all know that it is a, um, that it is a, a done deal. Um, but here's the thing. The, the, the Democrats did the exact same thing for Amy Cohen Barrett, right? They Well, they didn't sing her praises. That they didn't do. They definitely didn't sing the praises of Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, they were like, no, this guy this guy is a jerk and he, we should not confirm him. <laughs> um, but the Republicans are just like, I, I don't understand. Like, come out and say... Um, I don't believe that she's a great judge. I don't believe that she's worth her uh, our thing. I'm voting no. How do you even come out and say that this is the greatest person I've ever met in my entire life, but I'm going to vote no? That's that's the part that's the, that's ish, that I have issue with. Like I said, the Democrats voted no on on long party lines when it came to Kavanaugh and Amy Cohen Barrett, but like it, at least they didn't come out and like we love this person. But the answer is no. That's that's the part where it's it's starting to become ridiculous. Starting right, it's, it's always been ridiculous. Anyway, um, she'll be confirmed, uh, and then we'll have to see whether or not they ask Clarence Thomas to step down, or if he has to recuse himself from certain things, or if they dig up some more stuff and realize that he's already violated his oath. Uh, and then maybe Biden will get another, um, uh, you know, pick, but we'll see. All right, going to take a short break, come back and talk about Brittany Griner. All right, we are back, and this is the Greenhouse Effect, and I am your host, Hayden Green, and the Greenhouse Effect is a look at the week's events and from a multicultural point of view. 
and that multicultural point of view is mine. All right. Um, uh, Caitlin says from our last segment, I feel like Thomas isn't going anywhere until he dies. That might be true, but at, at the very least, somebody has to say move over or somebody has to make the statement. Um, what, what's the old saying? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, and, and a closed mouth don't get fed. So somebody's got to say it like, cause it's, he could very easily, you know, if, if this, if that happens, he very easily said, well, nobody asked me to step down, so I didn't, right? So somebody needs to put it on paper, like, no, we're asking you to step down. Um, all right. So it has been 49 days since Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia. 49 days. Uh, she was arrested on February 17th, uh, coming through an airport with cannabis oils in her bag or allegedly having cannabis oils in her bag and um and and she's been detained uh there are conversations about the fact that she is a political prisoner there are conversations around the fact that she is being held hostage by the russian government um the russian government is holding to the fact that we found stuff on this person and she is uh, she's being detained because of that. So, I, I think that there is, I, I I think that there is enough on both sides that is it is why we are at a stalemate. <coughs> Sorry, um, because there is the Russian government having enough of its own evidence to state that they're justified in holding Brittany, um, but there's also the other side of it where we are seeing that it is highly irregular. Um, the practice is highly irregular. So let's break down a couple of different things. Um, so Brittany, Brittany Griner it plays for the, the, the Phoenix Mercury. She is a decorated, she's a two-time MVP, um, and she plays currently for the Phoenix Mercury. And uh, she is a, a gold medal winner. I think she has two or three gold medals. And, and is a Russian basketball star okay so here's here's where we need to to break this down so people are like wondering well why is Brittany in Russia to begin with well first and foremost about half of the WNBA stars play abroad um, in the offseason half right so 70 members of the WNBA are currently on, on rosters of teams and uh, in in Russia, in in Europe, and all the rest of these different places, um, and so there are. It, it's not a phenomenon. It's not like Britney's the only one who went, and it's not like she went because she wanted to, you know, hang out uh, during the off season. I don't. I, we talked about the fact that the the WNBA does not pay pay its players. Um, a fair wage, and and I have some numbers for you. So uh, let's start with uh, let's start with the the WNBA versus the the NBA. The NBA plays eighty two games. The WNBA only plays thirty six. Uh, that said, they aren't so that by itself they aren't making the same amount of money that the W that the NBA is. That said. It's a it, it's about a half of the amount of games that they're playing, and whereas they're not selling out arenas, they're not poor. So, if you're saying that it's half the amount of games, then the numbers should come close to half, right? So, uh, you, half of what the uh, a minimum salary for the NBA is should be half of should be the minimum salary for the WNBA. Or just a little bit adjusted for um, the amount of people that show up. Listen, the people aren't showing up for Phoenix Suns games either, right? So it's not like the NBA are selling out their arenas every single night. On any given night, I can walk into Madison Square Garden and get a seat, right? Now, will it be in the nosebleeds? Absolutely. But they're not sold out every single night. Same thing for the Nets. Same thing for the Bulls. Same thing for any of the major markets. And so... I just want to, you know, erase this whole thing. It's like, well, the WNBA isn't selling out their their um, uh, selling out their arenas. Neither is the NBA. Now, during the playoffs, yes, they they're all the whole buzz in town. But 
they are not selling out every single night and um, during the regular season. Kim says they're not paid as much because there is not enough support, not enough love. That's not it either. So they're not paid enough because the owners are not paying comparable wages to the amount of money that they're bringing in. That's the bottom line, right? So it, should they be making as much as the NBA players? Clearly not, right? Because they're not playing as, as many games and they're not uh, pulling in the, as much money. But the cut of the money that they are making is smaller than the cut of the money that that the NBA players are making. All right, so there are about 112, I think 114 uh, NBA players right now. I'm uh, sorry, WNBA players on the rosters. 114, 100 and 120 or something along those lines. And so the minimum salary for a WNBA player is 60 grand. 60, not 60 million. 60 grand. That's the minimum amount that a WNBA player. So if you're riding the pine um, for the worst team in, in the WNBA, all you make is 60 grand, right? Compare that to somebody who is doing the same thing at the N, at, for the NBA. The minimum salary for the NBA is 925000 $925,000 is the minimum salary that you can make as a if you are assigned to a contract in the NBA the minimum you can make is 100 sorry $925,000 just shy of a million All right that's the minimum salary let's talk max the maximum amount of money that you can make in the WNBA is $228,000. That's it. $228,000. Do you know how easy it is? There are 148, there are 114, sorry, 114 players in the WNBA, and the most that any of them can make is $228,000. That's money hand over fist going into the owners of the, the WNBA franchises. And they... You know, this is the yeah. So they salary negotiated. These are the caps that they negotiated and agreed upon. But that's ridiculous. Compare that to the maximum contract that you can make in the NBA, which is twenty-eight million dollars. You can make twenty-eight million dollars, and these are depreciating assets in terms of the skill sets for the players. So what do I mean by that? It's not like me. If I decide to work in a job, I can work for as long as I want to because my brain is going to stay the same and, you know, or add, you know, just add variance for age and forgetfulness and stuff like that. But I can still utilize my skills long for a longer period of time. These are athletes. They're only going to be able to run and jump, but for so long. So if you're looking at Going through the whole peewee and 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 going through all of the, the the high school the high school basketball and the college basketball to get to this point so that you can provide some stability for yourself and your family, and you're only making sixty k or at best you're making two hundred and twenty. Listen, that's a first year law school. That's a first year uh, salary for somebody just out of law school, right? And so. You so you all the most you can make, and this is only the best of the best that are making this. The most you can make is $228,000, right? So, hell yeah, if I can make some more money somewhere else, then I can, then I will probably do that. So, the next set of numbers that I'm going to give you is probably what will shock you the most. So when we think about, okay, they're going and playing in Russia and Europe and, and, and Italy and all the rest of that stuff. Italy is in Europe. I know that. Um, you're thinking of like, all right, well, it's comparable to what they're making here in the United States. Not true. Brittany Griner is paid $1 million in Russia to play on that team. There are five members of the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix Mercury on the team that Brittany Griner is that Brittany Griner plays for. 
she makes <laughs> she makes five times what she could make in the United States playing for playing for the uh, for, for this Russian team right so it's not about like oh I'm gonna like fill the gap at a certain point in time that's the main moneymaker that's the main and she's playing for fun in the WNBA and and Kim is right Kim is like there are no huge sponsors right because they can't get airtime they're not playing during um, prime time they're not playing in their own arenas they can't play during the NBA season so they play in the summertime they play in the summertime when people are on the beach nobody's watching TV when during the summertime when it's light outside at nine o'clock at night nobody's going inside to go watch a WNBA game they need to play during a time when people will watch them and that's one of the biggest thing that's that's killing them but the 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 NBA players the NBA teams don't want to relinquish like prime time or prime spots during their season or leading up to their season so you have people like like Brittany Griner who um, decides to go on her off season, and that becomes her main source of income. Here's the other kicker: um, Tarasi, Diana Tarasi, took 1.5 million dollars to play for uh, one of these Russian teams, and skipped the WNBA season. So when you start to to break it out like this, it is less of a, a an issue of you know playing to. To, you know to augment your salary when and it's more of like look we're not seeing any kind of love for women's sports in the United States so we have to go other places um and so a lot of these places that they're playing for it's like oligarchs that Russian oligarchs that own the teams these are the same oligarchs that are now getting sanctioned by Biden um and and so you you see the wheels working right now it's like okay I'm getting sanctioned. Um, sanctions on on these oligarchs are 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 you know are being imposed because of what's happening in the Ukraine. Um, I'm gonna mistakenly arrest because they said it was a do- a dog that uh, smelled the the cannabis oil in the in the bag, but they didn't know who she was. Uh, Brittany Griner is the number one star in Russia in Russian women's basketball. They knew who she was, right? Also, she's six nine. Even if you don't know who she is, you kind of guess that a six nine black woman walking through an airport might be important. <laughs> she might be somebody. Everybody's somebody, but you get my point, right? So, so you start to see why there are real issues with trying to get her home. Um, and so right now they're employing the, uh, we'll keep quiet, keep this quiet so we can do the back end under the cover deals. And people are like, but we want her home. So apparently she has a, a court date in uh, on May 18th. And uh, and that will you know then determine you know what her fate is. But I think they're trying to get diplomatic uh, solutions to this before it goes to a court um, a court sentence uh, you know a court date. And and that's the issue, right? The issue is um, you know if this was anybody else, you know besides a six nine black. LGBTQ uh, women's basketball player, uh, people would be picketing, right? Picketing outside, you know, and and we'd have more conversation about it. Uh, it, You know, I'm going to keep on bringing it up. As a matter of fact, uh, every week I will give the amount of days that she has been detained uh, just to keep it in the in the in the public eye, and at least in the the five people that 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 watch this show, at least they'll remember that Brittany Griner is still not free. But like, if it was anybody else, um, it will have, it will have a whole lot of attention on it, uh, and they, and people are being asked to be quiet, and people are being asked to, uh, you know, the people in the WNBA and her family are being asked to let us work this out quietly. And what they're trying to do is give the Russian, uh, give the Russians a, an opportunity to to take care of this without 
you know, you know, they're allowing them to to backtrack on their actions without losing face. But at this point in time, there's a woman sitting in jail. As a matter of fact, there was um, a point where she was not being allowed to talk to the consulate, and she was asked they, she was asking to be under house arrest because the the beds in the prison didn't fit her, right? And so they are trying to work this out diplomatically, and it all smells it all smells to high hell. And so I'll keep talking about it but now you have a little bit more of an understanding of why she was even in russia and what's going on with the wnba and so yeah i'm guilty as well i don't watch wnba games we have gone to wnba games um and my kids like it uh but i hold to the fact that they play in the summertime and i'll if i'm gonna watch anything it's uh, well, if I'm going to do anything, I'm not going to be sitting inside and watching anybody's game. Um, I barely watch baseball in the summertime, right? Like, uh, I check the scores and I'm out and about. Especially after a quarantine, people are not going to be sitting there watching. They'll catch the they'll catch the scores and they'll follow their teams. I know what the Liberty is doing whenever the Liberty is uh, Liberty is playing, but I don't watch Liberty games. And we have to figure out how we solve that. Um, and stand up for women's sports, whether it is WNBA or women's, you know, women's swimming or softball or whatever it is. Uh, we've got to stand up for women's sports uh, because they, they get the, 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 the crappy end of the stick. Uh, and, you know, the, the women's soccer, the women's soccer team is well documented because they were the winningest team um, and still didn't make as much as the men. And they just won their, their judgment against um uh, American Soccer Association. So we got to stand up for women's teams because they're doing the most out here. And, and like uh, Ginger, Ro- Ginger Rogers used to say, it's like they're doing just as much as the men um, and uh, and not getting the respect for it. So uh, I'll keep you abreast. I'll, I'll keep an eye on this. And, you know, I will be your conduit to information. All right. So um, Eric says that they need to rebrand. I, I think that they do, uh, but what does that look like, right? I think that it is less of a rebrand and more of a movement of their season. So if they have to pay, if they have to play in college arenas, here's my solution: if they have to play in college arenas, let them play during the time that the NBA is playing, right? It's 36 seasons, it's 36 games. So start them in September, right? Start them in September. Have them end right around the time that the NBA starts. That way you have a lead in because what's happening right now is that the NBA stops, right? The NBA ch- crowns its championship and people are basketballed out, right? It's like, whoo, I just watched all of these teams go at it and it was a great playoff and my team won or my t- team didn't won and, or I saw a great playoff or I didn't see a great playoff or it was a blowout. And whoo, whoo, it was, what is is this June? Is it summertime? All right, let's go outside. And then you want to be like, oh, oh, wait, come watch the WNBA. Nobody's doing that, right? I think they need to move their season to to lead into the NBA as opposed to being the end of the NBA. I think that that, that might work, but what do I know? Um, Kim said, first few years, I supported them with season tickets with my daughter, but I lost interest. Yeah, it's like, it's it's tough. It is tough. All right. Let's take a break. Um, We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, No Skip albums. And I will let you know what my favorites are. And we are back. I am Hayden Green and I am your host. And we are listening. You are listening to The Greenhouse Effect. And so right now we are going to talk about a controversial, controversial item. I'm going to I'm going to go down this road. It's going to make a lot of y'all hate me. But these are my choices. All right. So my top five this week is my top five no-skip albums. Okay. Let me let me get my definitions out right out of the way. So first of all, it has to be a studio album. So no soundtracks, no movie soundtracks, no, no play soundtracks, none of that stuff. Right? It also cannot be a greatest hits album. Right, so like Legend is out, um, and therefore it can't be a concert album. Why? At a concert, all you play is your greatest hits. 
right? So a live album is also out because you play your best songs in a live album. Has to be a, um, a, a what you call it, a studio album. And so a couple of a couple of things got knocked out because of that. And and so obviously what what you will find is that my favorite album, one of my favorite albums of all time, is not on this list. <laughs> Eris <Aris> Tag Prince. <laughs> yeah. You put the bat signal out for Prince is like, hey, Prince, come hear this. <laughs> so my greatest one of the albums that I love the most is not on this list. Purple Rain does not qualify. Alright, so, so you can see how strict I'm being about um when I say a no skip album. And when I say a no skip album, I mean strictly a no skip album. If there is one song on that album it's like, oh, this whole album is dope. I don't like this one song. And you skip it, it's not a no skip album. If you will listen to and so and, and I did a, an experiment when I when, when I decided that I was going to do this list is that I took all of the albums that I considered to be no skip albums because there are a bunch of them and tried to rank them and then I tried to rank them and then I put them all in a Spotify play playlist, right? Um, that's what I'm saying. I said Purple Rain is not on this list because it's a soundtrack. Um, I put them all in a Spotify a Spotify playlist, right? And and then I hit random, uh, you know, random play, shuffle play, and and I listen. And if there were songs that just came out that didn't either lead into or were led into, and therefore they made sense, but they were just like just popped up out of nowhere, and I decided mm, I wanna I wanna skip that album. That's that means that that album is not a no-skip album, uh, which is how a couple of my albums got pushed off my top five. Uh, you, and so you're, you're, you're going to, y'all are going to hate me. Uh, Liz says Purple Rain, Devastator's not on your list. I know I know you have a criteria, Purple Rain to still get a pass. Can't. It, it's, it's almost not a soundtrack album, right? It's almost an album, Purple Rain is, it's almost an album that he decided to make a movie to promote the album, right? Um, that's that's kind of that's kind of where uh, I, I think of Purple Rain, but it's still like it cannot be a um, a soundtrack uh, or what do you call it a soundtrack, and so Purple Rain is out. So, couple of albums that uh, people have been putting up there and 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 talking about. Um, and I, I, I listened to and I had to rethink um, is uh, like, for instance, um, who was Jill Scott did not make the top five. Why? I love that album. I love it. It's a great album. Here's the problem. I can't listen to it all the way through. Jill Scott has 19 songs on this album. Who is Jill Scott? She has 19 songs. Like, listen, the, the live version of it is a far for me a far better album than the original studio album why she cuts out about five songs right so she doesn't do all the songs on the live on the live album and there's you know some more interplay and and you get the fat back taffy um um thing and so i i i think that who is jill scott is a great album it is not a no skip album for me um and so that's that's one. Uh, every I saw some people put uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Um, uh, somewhere down at the back end of that album, I get bored. You know, it, it's not a bad album. I will never say anything. It's again one of the seminal albums of you know of our time. But somewhere along the line, I get bored with that album, and that's why it's not on my it's on my list. Uh, and so I'm I'm trying to pull up my Spotify here because there's there's one point that I want to make about the next couple of things, and and people I want people to make sure that I'm not crazy. Um, and then um, there's some honorable mentions uh, for 
for for albums that you probably don't realize are um, are no skip albums. So so for instance, um, Toby's album uh, Sync Originals is absolutely a no skip album. It didn't make my top five, but it's absolutely a a a no skip album, and I think that it is amazing. Um, and the more I listen to it, the more I think that I would like. <laughs> Liz is like, please tell me you have Thriller. I'll tell you about Thriller in a second. All right. Um, and so that's one of those. That's one of the the the, the, um, the albums that I think that as time goes on, it might grow on me. So that's my honorable mention. The other honorable mention is that y'all are gonna y- y'all are gonna dispute me on this one is the Lion King, um, the Gift by Beyonce. So I had a <laughs> Dom's like uh, Dom. You can feel free to throw your list in here. Dom had top fives for different genres. So top five hip hop, top five R and B, top five rock songs. Uh, mine is just in my top five. So and and I don't pretend it to be the an, an absolution. Um, Santana's Supernatural is a good call. Uh, I I I love that album. There are a couple of songs I don't like on it. Um, uh, so, uh, The Lion King with Beyonce is, for me, a, a, a funny one because it is based on a movie. In fact, it has snippets of the movie in the album, right? But it is not strictly a soundtrack album. But I didn't want to muddle the waters. If it, If I... If I took it at face value, it was just a really good album and was not based on the movie, it would make the top five. It's a dope album. Like, I can, I listen to that all the time. Uh, Jealousy is literally one of my favorite songs. Um, so, that's, so those are my, my top five. Those are the ones that are like, not in my top five, but uh, also, uh, but also may not qualify as a no skip album all right i'm, I'm putting it off I, I might as well just d- dive in so uh i had a hard time with between off the wall and and thriller uh so i and ultimately i ended up having to do a top six <laughs> i lied I, I ultimately had to do a top six and um and really i, I had a hard time uh, and one of the, the the measures of where the way that I chose between Thriller and um, and Off the Wall was whether or not I listen to these songs now. Um, I will still tell you, and and I will hold to this fact: Off the Wall is a better album than Thriller, hands down. Thriller was the more um, it had it had more acclaim, it had more fanfare, but Off the Wall is a better album. Than Thriller is, and anybody who tells you differently doesn't know Michael Jackson music. I'm just gonna say that right out in front. Um, we can have that discussion another time, and that's a that's that's a discussion that Black people have all the time about uh, Off the Wall and Thriller. But I had to make a choice, and I realized that I love Off the Wall songs, but Off the Wall is a disco album. I don't listen to disco very often, very now, right? And so I, so it lost out the thriller don't tell anybody and most of all don't do not tell leon all right so here's my top six all right so five five a we'll call it all right my five a the one who is right at the edge but i I really do listen to this album back to back whenever i I listen from from the beginning is 21 by adele uh Adele, I followed Adele back when she when she put out ninth, what seventeen, nineteen, um, and when she was an underground artist and nobody knew who she was. I was like, who is this woman with this voice, just blowing it out? And when she came out with Twenty One, was when the rest of the world um, knew who she was. But that album, Twenty One, is amazing. I could. If I put on any any song from 21, I listen to the whole album all the way through. So 21 is my 5A, right? That's that's my 5A. 19, right? 19 was the one where nobody knew who she was, and I was like, "Yo, y'all gotta y'all gotta listen to this 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 woman from from England over here." So 
21 is my 5A. So she's right outside of um, of the uh, of the thing right there. So that's my five my 5A. My number five, my number my top five album is Any Heartbreak by New Edition. That's my that's that's my college years. <laughs> that song, those those songs are um <laughs> Mike says grab the guitar behind you and play your favorite song. Ain't nobody need to hear me sing, man. It's already raining in New York. Nobody needs to hear me sing. Um so any heartbreak was the coming of age of New Edition, and that's my childhood, right? So New Edition was my childhood when they introduced Johnny Gill, and um, and the the band just took on a grown man kind of attitude. Any heartbreak was that album that just took it there for me. Um, I went to see New Edition, and uh, I, I think it was in Jersey at at like the MetLife State or wherever the Bur- the Burn Arena, and. And I remember seeing Johnny Gill sit on stage and belt out the song Boys to Men. And I was like, if I had panties, I would throw them at him. He was absolutely amazing. And the band was just crazy. And so Any Heartbreak is my number five. Um, My number uh, number four um, is Thriller. My number four is Thriller. Uh, I I know why is it so far down? Cause I'm not a Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> I'm a Prince guy, right? And so when you when you start to talk to people who are like either one or the other, Prince outweighs Michael Jackson for me. Uh, and I love Thriller. Th- Thriller has all of the stuff, but Thriller is Thriller for me is like popcorn, right? Like it's not. It's not a a, a a strong album. It like it, it like there's a lot of that. Um, Kip says that's a crime. Um, Thriller for me is uh, when Michael Jackson decided that he was really gonna gonna play to the broader audience, um, and so it it's not gritty. It's very pop. Um, it is a no. It 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 is a no click. Um, uh, a, a, a no skip album, um, and I have to have a Michael Jackson one up here. So that's it. I I, I will give you Thriller. Thriller is my number four. So here's my top three. My top, my top album, my top my number three is where Prince comes in, um, and it is not Purple Rain because that would be my number one all over, right? It is not Purple Rain. My Top Prince no skip album for me is Sign of the Times. I could listen to Sign of the Times over and over again and let it run and and, and let it run back. Like it, it the lyricism, um, it, it and and it doesn't hurt that my favorite Prince song of all time um, is uh, uh, Starfish and Coffee, right? So that's my number one Prince song of all time. So. It makes sense that Sign of the Times is the album that I would play on a loop over and over again. Like I, you know, how like people put on music to go clean the house. That's what I. That's the song that. That's the album that I would play. Uh, it's got so much, um, so much. He, he dug deep on it, right? Like he was trying to be prophetic. He was. He, he was trying to be poetic. Um, it's a amazing album if you haven't listened to all the songs on sign at a time you should you should do that it even has songs like earthquake and i was like i will listen to earthquake prince rapping come on right that's that's got to be fun for you anyway so number three is sign at the times number two is a recent addition and is the reason that i decided to make this list so i listened to the grammys and um i listened to the grammys and the the I had heard of John Batiste before, but I'd never really listened to his music. And so when I listened, to, so when he when it won, when we are one for album of the album of the year, I was like, wait a minute, maybe I really need to pay more attention to this guy. I listened to this album; it is now one of my favorite no skip albums. 
This album is ridiculous. If you have ever been to New Orleans, this is the soundtrack of New Orleans. And the way that he takes you on a journey where you listen uh, you know, you listen to his lyrics, and then uh, you get to to move with his beats and the poet, the the poetry of of his lyrics. Lyrics, it's a beautiful album. And if you have not listened to it, listen to "We Are" by Jean Baptiste. It is now one of my favorite pieces of music, and and, and as evidence from the fact that it is my number two. Right, so "We Are" by Jean Baptiste. Right, and so. Here we are, and I'm sure y'all are wondering, well, hell, there's a whole lot of stuff that Hayden left out. What could be his number one? And I want to re remind you, this is my number one. I listen to this album at least once a week. I, 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 this guy, listens to this album at least no, once a week. So here's my top, my, my top five, uh, top six. We go 5A, um, 21 by Adele. 5 is new, Any Heartbreak by New Edition. 4 is uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson. 3, Sign of the Times by Prince. 2 is We Are by Jean Baptiste. And my number one no-skip album that I listen to on repeat at least once a week is Introducing the Hardline by Terrence Trent Darby. That's my joint. That And listen, that album and what happened to Terrence Trent Darby after that is one of the biggest disappointments that I have in the music industry. That album is ridiculous. It is well, well produced. It has poetry. It has prayer. It has all different genres of music in it. It is... A beautiful album and one of the things about no skip albums is that you don't have to like stop what you're doing because all of the music takes you it moves you and you're not like oh what is that what yeah, yes Kamika is like yes introducing the hard line by Terrence Trent Darby is my number one no skip album of all time it's mine I love that I love his album I love that album I will play that if I'm like, I need to get some work done, I'll play that over um, <laughs> Wanna Be Prince, Beat Out Prince. I, you could say that, yes. <laughs> you could say that. But he went in a completely different, like after that album, I thought that he was going to be something, something. Like I thought he was going to take over the music industry and he ended up doing a, a experimental album shaved off his head dyed his hair blonde changed his name it, it's it's a whole lot but i hold on to that album introducing the hardline according to tension and darby as a, a really great seminal um album uh, and yes but like i said he only beats out Prince because Purple Rain can't be entered into this competition according to my my stipulations. Anyway, that's my five, six, and uh, I, I thank you for indulging me. Uh, feel free to jump on and, and, and put your own spin on that or go listen to, hey, listen, go check me out on Spotify and, and, and hit me up and, and follow me a couple of times so that I can get my stats up on spotify i really appreciate y'all uh this has been the greenhouse effect i am your host your friendly neighborhood polymath hayden green thank you so much for tuning in i know you could be doing anything else right now i'm gonna go buy a salad but in the meantime until next week y'all be y'all go out there and be warm to another human all right check you guys later bye